Reman, how's it uh, how's it going? How's life been? It's been good. We we uh, we had a we had a great end to our year, and you know, I mean, it's kind of hard to believe that January today is the last day of January. So it's uh, it's hard to believe we're one twelfth through two thousand nineteen. Can you believe it? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it, what's fascinating, Reed. And I mean, uh, the one thing that I was kind of curious about, we were talking a little bit before we kind of kicked this thing off, was, you know, you, you you've been in the insurance business for you know, little around eight or nine years, and you weren't you weren't in the insurance business before that. What what have you kind of seen since you got in to where you're at now? Has it met expectations? Has it exceeded? Has it just kind of just made you lose your mind at times? Like where are you at right now as far as just the journey you've experienced firsthand? Well, I would say, you know, first off, it has changed a lot over the last eight or nine years. And, um, you know, the first thing I would say is, is that, you know, my, my background has been software for, for most of my career. And I've worked in a bunch of different um, vertical market industries, meaning software focused on a particular industry. So think, you know, insurance or public safety or, you know, professional services delivery. So th- those types of, of, of industries. Um, the thing when I first joined, you know, into the insurance industry, the, the first thing that, um, you know, it, it was a, it was an industry where there wasn't a whole lot of interest from the tech community, um, you know, that, that wasn't focused purely on insurance. And I think if you fast forward to today, there's a lot of interest um, amongst technology providers to try to continue to help agencies and insurance companies do their jobs better, faster for the benefit of the consumer. And so, you know, I I know you guys have covered this very well with Agency Nation, but the whole, um, you know, the the startup realm um, focused on insurance was basically nil in, you know, 2011, 2012 from a technology perspective. And that's just not the case today. So there's just been a huge amount of interest in this space over the last several years. And, and, you know, a lot of times people ask me, you know, does applied view that is, is a good or a bad thing, you know? And, and for me, I, I always do view it as a good thing. I think the more interest that comes into the space, the more technology, the more investment that comes into the space, the better off that's ultimately mean for the industry. So um, that to me is probably the, the, the biggest change. The thing that's been the same, which is a real positive relative to the industry is that, and you know this very well, is that the people in it are just fantastic people. I mean, they they work, you know, particularly agents and brokers around the world, they work really hard on behalf of their clients to try to protect them from, you know, bad events. And um, I'm just always impressed at their, um, you know, they wake up every morning trying to do the right thing by their customers. They try to be connected in their communities. They try to grow their business as an entrepreneur and I think it's really fun to work with people like that. So that's the part that's been the same. Yeah, and I, as, as long as I can remember growing up, you know, in an insurance family, it's always always been pretty decent people. And you kind of you kind of grab the next question. I was curious as to like what your guys's perspective was, you know, with this. But I think uh, with technology and emerging, I think more interesting, you know, one thing that that I would be interested in is that um, why do you think it is kind of Know, accelerated so quickly is it just people didn't realize where we were at as an industry or like what has it what, what why has it become such a darling as far as like that startup environment now you know i think it's because um it's so you know in for property and casualty insurance in the united states it is a complicated ecosystem right so if you think about a lot of industries it's a one-to-one relationship between the provider and the consumer so think most banking right when you bank 
you go to a you know an individual bank that's providing you banking products and insurance for property and casualty um you, you know most insurance is sold through an agent. And so it's a three-tier model. You have the consumer, the agent, and then the provider of the insurance. It's a more complicated industry, which ultimately makes it harder to automate. And so, you know, I don't think it should be a surprise that, that you know, our industry was later on the adoption curve in terms of, of automation technologies across that entire ecosystem. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why it came later uh, than in other places. Um, but I'm glad that that level of investment is here. I think that's, again, as I mentioned, I think that's a, uh, I think that's a good thing. Now, I mean, are you actually surprised that there hasn't been something that has really gained more traction than, than, you know, of all the stuff that you've seen? Is there something out there that's saying, well, listen, man, this is this really good? Or is there something that you guys have rolled out that you thought agents would really love that just didn't quite catch the way that you, you thought it would? Is there something p- particular that, we really are just missing across the board? I would say first, just on the question of, uh, you know, insure tech, why, you know, you know, why have some of those businesses, you know, failed or or really struggled? Um, I would say, first off, that's normal in that segment of the market. I mean, most technology startups fail, right? I mean, the, 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 it's not a, you know, um, people always perceive they're going to go from zero to Microsoft. But the reality is, is that most, um, you know, venture capital backed um, technology companies, you know, do not end up being a standalone company as their ultimate outcome. They either go out of business or they end up selling to another firm. Um, But that, but that is, that's a good thing ultimately for money to be coming into the space to be generating that. So for us, you know, when we look at, at innovation, you know, we, you know, we're a much larger business. Um, and so when we think about it, we think about it both organically and we also think about it inorganically. And so, you know, organically meaning we create a product idea, we work with customers and we bring it to market for the benefit of insurance agencies and brokerages. But then the other component of, of innovation is you see something that another firm has done and you acquire it and you bring it into our company and you provide the um, you know, the applied ecosystem to more effectively roll it out. Um, so the one thing I would say that, that sometimes people ask me when they ask, were you surprised X, you know, startup failed? I think one key factor is in the early days of the insure tech movement, a lot of firms, um, took the approach of, we're going to come in and we're going to Uberize this. We're going to transform the way this industry works and we're going to do it all on our own. And they very quickly found out that that is not going to work. The insurtechs that have been the most successful are those that have worked with the industry, not against the industry. And I will tell you that that it's the, the Uber instance is very rare. Most successful startups end up trying to fix problems in an existing industry versus trying to transform industries. There are obviously examples where that has occurred. Uber's the one people always point to. But I can point to a hundred examples of startups working with industries that have been more successful uh, because of that. Well, it's, you know, that you mentioned that we, you guys have actually uh, run into one of the, we'll say maybe close to the biggest players in the space that have wanted to at least show interest in working with the industry. Um, that being Google, you know, Alphabet and all that fun stuff. What what has that experience been like? I mean, was this ever something that you really expected to be on the table? 
some somebody like that of that level coming to you guys um and, and where, where are you guys at with everything i know it's it's we're a couple months into the thing um it's been a little quiet i don't i haven't heard tons just what, what's what's the state of affairs there yeah great question so um you know the the backdrop on that just just for, for everybody's benefit is is that so google made a a minority investment into applied um, they have two uh, investment arms, one called Google Ventures, which focuses on smaller firms, so, so venture capital type transactions, and then something called Capital G, which invests in larger firms. And, and other Capital G investments are like Airbnb, Lyft, you know, Stripe, Glassdoor, things like that. So Capital G invested into, into applied systems. And the reason why we um, were excited to do this is because it gives us access to the people of Google. It also gives us some special access to um, technologies that Google has that we think have um, ram. They, they they will have implication in in our in our given industry. Um, so uh, you know, in terms of why does Google invest in a firm like? Airbnb or Lyft or Applied? Why, why do they do that? And, and the rationale really is, is twofold. So the first rationale is um, that they, when they see a vertical market that they think their technology should be utilized in, and there's a potential company that has a great access to that market, they have interest. And so think about Lyft. Lyft is probably the best example. They um, So Lyft, you know, when you call a Lyft, um, the underlying mapping technology and routing technology is Google Maps. That's what they're using underneath the covers. Um, secondarily, I think most people know Google has a self-driving car initiative called Waymo. You know, I think most people believe over some period of time, we can all argue how long or how short that's going to be, that when you call a Lyft, it may or may not have a person actually driving it. And so they want to to have a good partner in Lyft relative to that initiative. And so when you think about insurance, what, you know, what's the core problem in insurance? I mean, you're, you're writing a, a, um, you know, a financial contract to protect people against unforeseen events or unusual events financially. Um, and so if you think about, well, how do you better price and generate profit from that financial transaction for the insurer? Well, you need to be able to analyze claim information and really have a good understanding of, of where you should write policies and where you shouldn't. That's a big data problem. Well, I mean, Google's entire, I mean, their, their mission is to organize the world's information. I mean, that's their, their core mission as a company. So they, they really believe some of their technology can help in insurance. And so they sought out a partner that is really good in insurance and um, they could invest in anyone. They selected applied and um, we're really excited about the relationship. Um, a lot of times people ask people, well, well, make it real for me. Like what, why, um, yeah. you know, what, 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 what is, what does this offer to you? So I will tell you it in December of last year, um, we took, um, a, uh, our cadre of very high end engineers and we sent them all to New York and they participated in the internal machine learning boot camp that Google hosts for its own employees. And so our team was literally sitting next to Google employees going through machine learning training and utilizing um, some of the tools and technologies which Google has. And I think hopefully over time, we'll put that um, to use. Um, you know, Google has a lot of reach in technology. Um, you know, it, it's, it's depending upon the day, the second or third most valuable company in the world. 
and it has very high market share in certain areas. And I know Joey, given you know, you know your focus at Agency Nation, you you know all of this. But I mean, they have a they have a eighty five percent share of the of the of the global search market. So eighty five percent of all searches online start with Google. They have a sixty eight percent share of the um, of the web browser market with Chrome. And believe it or not, and most people in the U.S. they find this surprising because Apple does have a very large market share with the iPhone and, 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 and iOS, which is the underlying you know operating system in the U.S. But globally, Android is eighty-two percent share, which is the Google yeah. you know mobile you know operating system. So, anyway, right. it's it's a great company to be partnered with. We're super excited about it, and we look forward to bringing forward some innovation from from that partnership in in, uh, in two thousand nineteen. Is there anything like that when you, this kind of like happened, like became reality, like just your mind just started going like, oh my God, I can't believe this is going to like, we could maybe do this. We could do that. Like, is there sort of this like core thing like that you've like a magical door is now open to you that you, you didn't think possible because of these partnerships? You know, I, I, um, I would say that, you know, one of the things that and Google is an example of this, but we are a strong believer that a good software company not only innovates itself, but partners with other companies who have their own angle on problems to bring further innovation to the customer base of applied. So i.e. it's not a, sometimes you'll find um, software companies that that really are not good at innovation at all. That's a bad answer. You also can find okay. software companies that try to innovate everything themselves. They're like a closed system. That typically is a bad answer. So for us, we you know, whether it's partnering with Twilio for texting or partnering with DocuSign for e-signature um, or partnering with Google relative to some, you know, one area you ask, what are some of the areas we're interested in? They have some really great technology around visual recognition. So think using pictures to basically recognize certain patterns. Um, and so that, you know, don't hold me to where we're going to take that, but, um, yeah. That that's that's real high tech that would take a long time and a lot of money for applied to create, but we can leverage that due to the Google relationship, and we think bring forth a product that people will find will be really interesting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the possibilities are endless, and there's a lot of exciting things kind of down the road. But I'm curious, from your perspective, you know, kind of seeing the bleeding edges of the future. What's something that's kind of maybe right in front of us for agents that, you know, is very underutilized at the moment that, you know, just looking at everything that that isn't that that is there. What's one thing that you think agents uh, within the management system environment or just in general are not like fully understanding the potential or or, or taking advantage? of? That's a great question. So the one and, and, and this is a, a classic one where it's not, um, you know, you know, it, it's it. A lot of times people are going to go to the buzzwords with that machine learning, blockchain, you know, keep in. I'm going to go to something that's been in the industry for a long time. But really, I think people think they've done all the work on it. But the reality is they can generate a lot of value for their agency and a lot of time savings and a lot of efficiency by using it more effectively. And that's, you know, download and e-servicing via Ivans. And um, so download, as you know, that that's the process by which your agency management system is updated with the latest information around around policies um, uh, from the carrier. And a lot of people think of download, you know, only in a personal lines context. That's 100 percent wrong. I mean, two thirds of all agencies 
uh, in the U.S. Um, you know, leverage uh, download for commercial lines. Um, there also is claims download available, keeping the agent fully up to date relative to the claims process. There's nothing more embarrassing for an agent when the customer calls you and says you're out of sync with where the actual carrier is with the claim and you don't know that. Um, yeah. it's a, that's a bad moment for an agent. Well, this keeps you fully in sync with it. Um, and then the last is eDoc. So the documentation, so actual documents showing up in the agency management system um, uh, from, you know, from the carrier system. And so a lot of times the question is asked, um, well, do you use download? And everyone says yes. I actually think that's the wrong question is do you use download fully? And I think that's the right question. And the answer to that is the, the um, um, about 40% of agencies really do not use download fully. And it doesn't cost them anything, by the way. This doesn't cost any, it's configuration of your agency management system, both ours and, and you know, other providers in the market. So that's the one area I think big, big um, improvement in your data accuracy in your system um, real improvement in productivity, which means profit. And it, it's not, I don't think it's talked about enough, frankly. I think this is kind of maybe one of those unfortunate realities of the industry that we kind of forget is, is still there. Um, because there is this groundswell, if you will, of people that are like trying to push, you know, current technology platforms in, in, a, in a, whatever direction, you know, there's just, they're, they're banging a drum of their, their own kind of what they think needs to happen. But there's still a lot of agencies one, I'm, I'm going to say it, that don't even have a management system of some kind that is organizing that data. I, I think, I mean, you would probably know more than me, but I know that there's tons of agencies that it, they say they have it on, but really, you know, they, they aren't taking full advantage of it. How much of that is a problem for, not, I want to say for you guys, but, you know, when you, again, when you roll out these tools and the, just something that has been around for, I, I don't know, uh, more than a decade, and, and you don't see the adoption and the utilization, like, what does that do from your mindset of, 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 of trying to push out the next thing of saying, listen, we've got these things kind of sitting down the road, but we got to get better at these things first. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a great question. So what you're really getting to is, is utilization, full utilization and optimization of the technology you already have. And we focus on that for the benefit of our customers very, very heavily. And so, um, you know, we actually, um, within our core, you know, agency management system, Epic, we actually um, have the ability to show an agency how they're using that agency, their agency management system compared to their peers. So how fully are you using it? And I always tell people, I say, you know, the, 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 the first off, the first thing you should buy to run an agency is an agency management system. It's the system of record. It's super important to making sure that you properly manage your, your customer's data um, and your own data so that you can grow your business and become more profitable. That's the first thing you should do. But then the second thing you should do is every year look at, am I utilizing this to the fullest extent? Because by the way, a customer who uses an agency management system with 10% of its capabilities versus 100% of its capabilities are paying the same amount, right? It, that's, that's on them. They got to look themselves in the mirror around um, have I really done the training and the workflow um, design to take full advantage of this of this tool set? Um, 
And so we try to help people with that journey. Uh, we have a great services team that helps folks. We can provide data around how they use the system versus versus other agencies of their ilk in terms of size or, or book of business. And um, we, we want to be part of the solution to that, um, you know, in terms of helping them to adopt new technology. Yeah, you know, and, and part of that is, you know, one of the things that I think is like really cool, and I don't, I don't know if I've ever really seen it take place on on a kind of a bigger stage, but we're gonna have you guys at our conference, Elevate, here in a couple months, and uh, we're just gonna be talking all things management systems with some of the other players in the industry. Um, how how important is it to? I mean, one, what do you expect to kind of get out of that conversation? What kind of impact do you think we can have? And and how important is it for you know people that are also playing in this space to kind of um, have have a good, healthy conversation around uh, the future direction of, of of technology in the industry. Well, I think it's it's absolutely critical. I mean, I think the, the reality is is that you know um, you know digital is impacting the insurance industry at a faster and faster rate. We talked about that at the beginning of the conversation. I think that's a good thing. Um, but what that does mean is is that agencies must adapt. Right? They must adapt and adopt. Um, you know, new technology that helps them to become more efficient and frankly deliver to their customers the experience that they expect, which is not just, you know, phone, fax, and in person. I mean, it, it's, it's online transactions through a customer portal, right? It's the ability to get for them to process their own rates online, right? If they want to do a, a comparative quoting experience for personal lines, they have the ability to do that. If they want to be able to pay their bill online, they ought to be able to do that. If they want to produce their own certificate of insurance, whether an auto ID or a, you know, a trucking cert, they ought to be able to do that. And and by, everything I just mentioned is available today. Um, so I think, um, look, as I always tell folks, I mean, our um, our business at Applied Systems is one hundred percent dependent upon the success of the uh, independent agency channel. We are huge supporters and believers in the independent agency channel. Um, but in order for us to succeed, um, those individual businesses must succeed. And so when we bring forth products um, and capabilities for that market, it's to help them be better because we have no other plan B. I mean, w- our, our business is 100% dependent upon their success. If they're not successful, we can't be. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's always sort of a tinfoil hat conspiracy theories out there, especially with the, you know, the, like you said, the growing emergence of insured tech. But I mean, really, from, from, from Applied's perspective, from, from, you know, sitting at the top, you know, what, is, what does it look like to be successful? Uh, what, what, what do you, how do you guys define that for yourselves and maybe even just for kind of the, the, the management system vertical? So, um, you know, I, I would say we define success through the lens of our of our customer base, right? So our success is driven when our customers find value in our products and are satisfied with their relationship with with Applied. That's something we measure very, very carefully, um, and I'm very proud of how we've, you know, we, we've we've made major progress on that over the last, you know eight or nine years in terms of, of making our customers more satisfied with their relationship with Applied. They tell us they have more productivity in their agency because of their usage of Applied today than just a few years ago. And so that that's ultimately how at least I define success. You know, happy customers means that you're going to have a good business. Um, and I know all agents know that, right? Because they're managing their own, their own business. Um, in terms of, of, you know, what do I think you know, 
the agency management system, you know, where are, you know, our headlights focused on the future? I would say that helping agencies to be more effective in their selling and marketing processes is super important uh, going forward. Um, and I know that's a, that's a mission, Joey, that, that you guys have been on and really helping the industry to, to, to understand over the last several years, which is a big help. And we appreciate all that you do to try to educate people around that. So that's one, that's one theme. So what I'm going to refer to is front office sales and marketing, you know, functionality from a digital perspective in terms of digital connections to the, to the, uh, to the end consumer, whether that be a business or a, or a person. Um, the other thing I would say is, is that the great thing about agency management systems, they have an unbelievable amount of data around um, customers, prospects, claims, policies, et cetera, helping agencies to be able to mine that data for the benefit of their own business, I think is really important. Um, and so um, that would be a second theme. And then the third would be, um, um, you know, making sure that the system is open and can connect to other applications so that we give our customers choice. Um, as an example, you know, we have three e-signature partnerships. You know, a year ago we had one. Three years before that we had none. So having three different e-signature providers that have deep integration into Epic, it gives our customers choice. Allow them to choose what's best for themselves, whether that be DocuSign or InsureSign or Citrix Right Signature. It's up to them, um, not up to us. Yeah, real quick before I before we kind of get out of here, um, Reed. Where can like what's like one thing if you could tell the agents to do whether it's you know to check out Applied Summer like what's one thing that you you know where can they find more about you guys what what's one thing you would like agents to do? Um, you know what I would say is um, for for individual agencies the biggest thing I would con- and this is a consistent theme over the last couple of years but I think we've just as an industry got to continue to get better at it is that I think agencies need. Uh, sometimes they get into this either or I'm either going to digitize my relationship with my customer or I'm going to provide white glove customer service. And I prefer to provide white glove customer service, i.e. a real personal interaction. And I think that's a false either or. I think that is that is the wrong way to think about it. I think the right way to think about it is I am going to serve my customer whenever and however they would like. I'm going to provide an omni-channel experience to them so that if they want a white glove personal relationship around risk advice, I am there for them. But if they want to produce a cert in their bunny slippers at night while they're at home, I'm going to give them that ability. I'm not going to make them wait to either send me an email that I will respond to in the morning or I'm going to call them in the morning. And I think we still too often have this, this either or. I can get a digital experience with a direct rider or I get a white glove customer experience with, um, uh, you, you know, with, with an agency. And I think we need to provide both of those because I think that's how you win. So that would be the thing to focus on is make sure you're providing omni-channel customer experience. I think that's a, that's a key, key aspect for agencies in 2019. And where can they check out more about, you know, applied the different platforms um, and, and things like that? Where, where can they connect with you? If, if, I mean, I don't know if you want to, you know, get any fan mail read, but I mean, if, if you want to offer it up, I might as well, you know. Yeah, sure. I mean, anyone can connect uh, to me via either Twitter or uh, or LinkedIn. 
Um, and then um, th- the other place, we have a great website that provides tons of information about Applied, but it also provides tons of, of free content for agencies around how to get better in their businesses. Um, so that's AppliedSystems.com. And, um, you know, relative to Omnichannel, we have tons of content around that that people can read about, you know, how can I deliver a better customer experience, uh, you know, to my, uh, to my end customer. All right, Reed, I was, I was debating if I wanted to ask this question. I normally ask this question to really everybody. And the challenging part here is, is you're actually a person who could do a lot of the things that most people answer the question with. So the question is, is, you know, if you had like a, you know, your magic insurance one, you could really kind of change anything in the industry. Like what would that be? But I think the fun twist for you would maybe be just one thing that you don't like that would be outside of your reach and scope in the technology space. Like what's one thing that if, if you had your way, you would really want to focus in on and, and, and make, I don't want to say different or better or whatever, but what's the one thing in the industry that you kind of always scratch your head at? The one thing I would say is that I would like to, um, I think it would be great in our industry if the process of actually binding insurance between the carrier and the agent was a lot easier for our agencies. So we, we've made it much easier to service customers. We've made it much easier to track people's own businesses. We've, we have great omni-channel experience that's available to agencies around serving their customers. But in terms of enabling, once a customer has decided to, to purchase a particular policy for the binding and the fulfillment of the information around that um, to be much, much faster and quicker for agents um, through their, their agency management system. And I think that will happen. By the way, that happens in other markets around the world. In the United, in the United Kingdom, in the Republic of Ireland, that happens automatically. Um, we participated that in those markets. And if I could wait, I think this is the wave your magic wand question. If I had a, a magic wand to wave, that would be the one I'd really go after because I think it would deliver a huge amount of value to agents. And I also think it'd deliver a huge amount of value to consumers and to carriers. So I hope that happens here.